From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus. Welcome to episode eight of This Day in South Bend. If you go pretty far back in the Tribune archive, you'll see that one of the ways that they used to communicate the news on the front page was in something similar to a bulleted list. I can't really think of something like this today, except maybe a Twitter feed, except where someone's Twitter feed might have hundreds, thousands, or tens of thousands of tweets come across it a day. This will have 10 to 20 And it's a wide range of information and anecdotes about life here in South Bend, but also some national news that would be relevant to people. It's one of my favorite sections of the Tribune to go read and just get little pictures of what life was like in any given year. And so today we turn to April 14th, 1875 for the Wednesday evening paper. We're going to read the entire first column of the paper that starts with shorter national news at the top and moves into longer local news at the bottom. Gold in New York, 115. Live hogs reached $9.50 in Chicago yesterday. The first steamer this season crossed Lake Erie from Detroit to Cleveland on Tuesday. Tomorrow, six companies of cavalry and two of infantry will leave Omaha for the Black Hills. Another detachment of 20 wagons and 100 men left Sioux City Tuesday morning for the Black Hills. Uncle Sam is suffering pecuniary embarrassment in a small way on account of the light receipts from internal revenue sources. Mr. Beecher's direct examination closed yesterday forenoon. He wound up by a strong denial that he had ever in any manner done wrong to Mrs. Tilton. Ten years ago tonight, a ball from the pistol of J. Wilkes Booth buried itself in the brain of Abraham Lincoln and one of the most conscientious and upright members who ever presided over the destinies of a great nation from the top of fame's ladder stepped into the skies. Our school years should be at least ten months long. This is the opinion of the most experienced teachers and directors everywhere. Our school board, we understand, entertained the same view of the question, but felt disinclined at the present juncture of school finances to increase our school year to more than nine months. We regret to hear that our neighbors in the book and stationery business, Smith and Holloway, have been obliged to make an assignment for the benefit of their creditors. The assignment took place today, and M.P. Chapin has been appointed a signee. We sincerely hope that matters may be so arranged that they can resume business again. Messrs. Teal and Badditt, proprietors of the South Bend Croquet Factory, are meeting with such extraordinary success in the sale of their croquet this year that they are obliged to increase their producing facilities. With this end in view, they will immediately begin the erection of a building 42 by 20 feet on General Taylor Street, south of Division Street, to be used as a paint and varnish shop. They have sold already this season 1,600 sets of croquet and are daily receiving orders. The South Bend Croquet has a reputation established second to none in the country, and dealers confidently recommend it and always find it of ready sale. 
The fire last Saturday night destroyed, among other old buildings, the first wood shop ever owned here by the Studebaker brothers. It was a high one-story structure, 22 by 30 feet, just in rear of their old office and repository, and was built in 1834 by Sam Studebaker, a distant relative of John Studebaker Sr., near the Big Spring on Wangers Creek. This property afterwards came into the possession of M. L. Wanger, and in 1852 he sold the old building to the Studebaker boys for the enormous sum of $5. The sills were so rotten that the building could not be brought into town whole, so it was hauled in piecemeal, and afterwards put together. And there are those who remember that the Studebakers took more pride in that little wagon shop than they have since in their mammoth brick ones, which cover acres of ground. It was the nucleus from which sprang the largest wagon shop in the world. And although it cost but $5, the boys had to pay Mr. Wenger for it in work, for money was scarce with them in those days. It was with the regret of losing an old staunch friend that the dilapidated, weather-beaten structure was seen to vanish in the flames. One programming note that will be relevant in future episodes. You may have heard me read that the South Bend Croquet Factory was going to be built south of Division Street, and Division Street is what we now call Western Avenue. For many people, it's a central part of life in South Bend today, and that has really been true for pretty much all of South Bend's history. So we're going to run into that name a lot in the future. Until tomorrow... Thank you for listening.